Church, say amen. Church, say amen again. Let's give our young people a hand clap. Come on now. Bless the Lord. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Thank you for this new morning of worship. Thank you that you woke us up. You brought us to this place to exalt your name. Bless every family on the sound of my voice. Convict, convince, if need be convert. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, say amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Truly, God is an awesome, awesome God. Isn't he awesome? He's awesome. And we praise God from whom all blessings flow to all of our visitors, to all of our officers, members, and friends. We truly greet you in the name that is above every name. John the Baptist said, I must decrease so he can increase, talking about Jesus. Amen. Unless we decrease, he can't increase. Praise the Lord. The Lord is mighty, mighty good. This morning, I'm dealing with God's timetable. My operative word, beginning with a T, is time. We've dealt with transformation, truth, triumph. We've dealt with a whole lot of T's, trouble. But this morning, it's time. And our study will surround the subject, caution, the clock is ticking. Caution, the clock is ticking. God manages all things pertaining to both time and eternity. John tells us in John chapter 1, before time began, he uses a paradoxical gathering together of words because there's nothing in the Greek that can adequately define what John is saying. Because with eternity, there is no beginning and there is no ending. So John is trying to convey to us the eternality of Jesus Christ. So John says, in the beginning, paradox, if there were a beginning of eternity, the word was. In other words, the word was in place before eternity. The word was, and the word was with God, and the word was God, denoting his sonship, denoting his deity. And when we begin to look at uh, what John was saying, that all timetables were and are prepared and programmed into the lives of God's people. Amen. That is, all circumstances are timed, all calculations are made, all ordered steps 
come to a conclusion, and this word time has a plethora of meanings. And uh, when we look at all of the meetings, or at least all the main ones, we, we see the Greek word, amen, uh, chronos, where we get our word chronology, which has to do with a space of time. And we get our concept of dispensation from that. A dispensation in the Bible is a TTT, a time where truth is tested. God gave man these different dispensations. Uh, in, in the Garden of Eden, we call it the Edenic Covenant. Uh, the dispensation to the covenant was innocence. They were in the garden in innocence, no sin. And then when in the third chapter of Genesis, when Adam and Eve sinned, God moved them out of the garden and put a cherubim with a flaming sword in front of the tree of life. So they could not lock themselves into damnation. And what he did, listen, he changed covenants from the Edenic to the Adamic covenant. And the corresponding dispensation was conscience. Their eyes were open and they knew good and evil. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and when you keep going through the Bible, you come to the Nohoic covenant. And the corresponding dispensation was human government. God said... Now, because of sin, I've got to curb sin, so I'm going to create laws. If a man takes a life, his life, is, his life must be given. Amen. And, and then after the Nohoic covenant came the Abrahamic covenant. And when you look at the Abrahamic covenant that God made with Abraham in Genesis 15 and 17, the corresponding dispensation was promise, that God made promises to Abraham. Now, now I'm, I'm going through this methodically because the reason people get messed up in their theology is because um, Abraham lived 500 years before Moses. So when Moses came, God said, I'm going to change the covenants again from, listen, the Abrahamic covenant, listen, I'm going to change it to the Mosaic covenant, and the corresponding dispensation is law. Under law, when you do, you get blessed. When you don't do, you don't get blessed. It's a work system. Can I get a witness? And all I want you to see, and there's the, there's the Palestinian covenant, there's the there's Davidic covenant of 2 Samuel 7, and so forth, uh, covenant to David uh, concerning the coming of Christ futuristically. But here's what I want you to see. The promise of Abraham preceded the works of the Mosaic covenant, the law. That promise was made before works. Do I have a witness? So, so, so when you begin to understand that this word chronos is a space of time, there is a second Greek word, karios, amen, and, and this karios, which is a fixed time, that God has fixated certain times for certain purposes. One is a set time, one is a fixed time, and then a, a third Hebrew word is yom, y-o-m, uh, dealing with the six days of creation from Genesis 2, that they were not protracted ages of millions of years. They were, Yom is a 24-hour day. So God created the earth and the universe in six days, six 24-hour periods. Are y'all getting this? And then on the seventh day, he rested. He didn't rest because he was tired. The word rest 
is directly connected with the word finish. So when you and I are resting in Jesus Christ, we're finished trying to work things out on our own. Can I get a witness? We're, we're finished. We're finished. We're finished. And, and um, this fixed time, and then there's a third Greek word rendered amen, a time appointed, and, and then tasso and dia, dia tasso to arrange an appointment. And when you look at all these definitions of time, 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 uh, time is controlled by Almighty God. The psalmist said, our lives and our times are in your hands. If you want to rest today, if you want to stop worrying, you and I have to latch on to that, that our times and our lives are in his hands. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so, and so, the Bible says, redeem the time, uh, use your time wisely, and, and then read in your hearing, the book of Ecclesiastes said there's a time for everything. Well, you, you, you need to understand when, when Solomon wrote the book of Ecclesiastes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he was speaking as an unsaved man looking at life logically. And what, and what, and what, and what Solomon was saying was, in all your earthly pursuits, Amen. That take place, listen to this, in time, amen, whatever you do, don't treat your ultimate goal with a profitable timeline here on earth. Your ultimate goal is God. Not, not your vision, not, not your pursuit of, uh, of anything here on earth. And so God is the great clock keeper. He controls all time. Doesn't he control all time? Amen. He controls all times. And, 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 and so one of the things that we want to uh, kind of point out this morning is caution because time is ticking. A. Lewis Patterson came here and was coming here for 15, 20 years in revival. And one of the things he said based on Psalm 90, that God has promised us three score and 10. One score is 20 years. So three score is 60, and then 10 years is 70. And if by reason of strength, you can get beyond that. And he equated, listen to this, about 17 years per quarter. In, in, in the NBA, a quarter is 15 minutes. So the first 17 years of your life, you in the first quarter. Say first quarter. Game just started. By age 34, you in the second quarter. Yeah. That goes to halftime. By age 50-something, 54, 53, you in the third quarter. Halftime's over. I'm preaching up in this place. And by 70... As you approach 70, you in the fourth quarter. Can I get a witness? Clock is running out. You got to get your shot off. Some of us sitting here in overtime. 
by the grace of God, you in your 80s and 90s, and the Lord's been good. Can I get a witness? But child of God, don't, don't confuse the matter. Most of you, amen, are after halftime. So why do you keep wasting your time? Why, why do you keep living like time is going to go on forever? Why do you live out of the will of God? Why do you let Satan use your tongue and use your mind? And why do you, uh, amen, why do you keep on sinning? And why, why, why do you keep on dividing people in the church? And why do you keep on, don't you know that time is of the essence? And in time what you sow, you going to reap? So it's time for us to get our lives together. You need to spend more time in your marriage, more time with your children. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. More time in ministry. Time. 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 I go to a convention. I tell preachers all the time. I say, you know what's wrong with preachers? They don't believe what they preach. You up here preaching how great God is and that God know everything and he can see a black ant on a black hill on a black night. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere and you hooping and hollering and then you think you can do something and get away with it. That same God. That same God. Is a God of time. Jeremiah chapter 1, turn with me. I want to look at three facets of time. First, God determines a deliberate design in time. It's deliberate. A sovereign, predetermined, predestined, preplanned time. Now, before we digest... Jeremiah 1, don't turn. In Jeremiah 31, the new covenant, God talks about plans. He's talking to Israel. And by, by the way, it's imperative when you preach and teach that you tell the whole story. Don't just, don't just pull up the promises and give them to people who are living in pollution. Like God going to bless them in spite of what they do. God don't bless mess. Yeah, yeah, somebody need to tell you that. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Are y'all with me? So before God told Jeremiah about the plans, Ephraim, Judah, and Israel repented. And they got their lives right. And God says, I have plans for you. Why is God going to give me positive plans and I'm living in a bunch of filth? I have plans for you, plans of good and not of evil, to bring you to a desired end. Yeah, when you make the adjustments in your life you ought to make, when you do the right thing, I'm going to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. When you bless me with obedience, I'm going to bless you with answering your prayers. Yeah, see, salvation is free, but sanctification and blessings going to cost you something. Let me look at the clock and preach. 
so, 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 so when we begin to look at this matter of plans, we go back to Jeremiah 1 about purposes. And, and, and look, what, look what it says, verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, now stop, pause, and part. Jeremiah does not disclose how the word came. He just said it came to me. Thank God for enlightenment. Thank God that God gives us the word when we need it. People say, I can't hear from God. I don't, I, I've been praying, but I don't hear. I said, keep praying, baby. You hear him. You hear him. Because Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. Didn't he say that? Oh, Lord, have mercy. It's right there in John 10. Can I get a witness? I've come that they may have life. That's eternal life. And then life more abundantly. That's the abundant life. Two different lives. So you can be saved and miserable. You, you can be saved. You can have the eternal life, but not the abundant life. I'm preaching up in this place, Doc. See, the abundant life is going to take some doing. The abundant life means I, I choose to walk right. I choose to live right. I choose to talk right. I choose to be right. I want to live this abundant life. I'm not slipping and sliding, peeping and hiding, being slick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Here's what he says, verse 5. Before I formed thee in the belly. Now, boy, this refutes the theory of recapitalization of evolution. This, this refutes all that. See, see, you have people say, well, you know, and God bless you, you send your children to these colleges, you pay all this money, and then you got some fool teaching them about evolution. Evolution says everything's getting better and better. Creation says, no, 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 everything's getting worse and worse. And how we refute evolution is with the first and second law of thermodynamics, that the reason is a wearing away of everything is because God's going to have to come back and redeem the earth. Our rivers and streams are sick. The universe is sick. The earth is sick. There's a sickness. There's a wearing away. Well, I don't, I don't believe that. Well, look at your shoes. Your heels are wearing down. Look at your, do you see new heels on your shoes? They're wearing down. Keep living, your hair going to wear down. Teeth going to wear out. It's tight. And, and, and if you live long enough, you got to get fitted for everything. Why? Because there is a wearing out of things in the life of people. Creationists believe that Jesus Christ is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Hmm, interesting. 
before I formed thee in the belly. This refutes abortion. This clearly says a baby is not a baby when it's born. Baby is a baby before the embryonic stage. Uh -huh. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. The word knew means I knew every angle. I knew every piece. I knew every, amen, I knew every portion of you. I knew you entirely. I knew, I knew everything about your past. I knew everything about your present. I know everything about your future. I know you. Zacchaeus was up in the tree, and Jesus said, come on down the tree. I'm eating at your house tonight. Zacchaeus said, how did you know that I was up in the tree? Jesus said, I saw you before you got up in that tree. And if you look at the Greek, I saw you from eternity past. Are y'all getting this? That, that, that child of God, I, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. And before you came out of your mother's womb, I had already sanctified you. Uh-oh, now we're talking about election. Y'all ain't getting this. What do you mean by that? The word sanctified means set apart, but it means more than set apart. It means I've set you apart and I put boundaries to your life so you wouldn't go too far into things you couldn't come back from. Boy, you, you know what? All you got to do is learn this word and you'll be shouting forever. Can I get, when I think about, y'all excuse me, the goodness of Jesus and, and all he's done for me, my soul cries out. My first 17 years, I was in South Philly. South Philadelphia High, I was in South Philly with, 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 with the boys. Some of them same boys died. Some of them same boys got life terms in jail. Some of them same boys got strung out on drugs. Some of them same boys, amen, died at an early age, but God had set boundaries in my life. Why me, Lord? Because I chose. Why'd you save me? Because I just chose to save you. I, I just sovereignly wanted to save you. Uh, you didn't do anything that made you worth saving. Can I get a witness? I, I just chose to save you. Oh, Lord, this thing is heavy. I left South Philly in 1968. Wasn't in the military for seven years. Lord, all through the military. I didn't know. I was out there sinning and running and doing my thing overseas. But God's word says, uh-uh, I have set boundaries. I had put things in place so you could only go so far. Then you had to turn and you went so far. Then you had to turn and, and, and can I get a witness? Until I called you out of darkness into your marvelous light. Uh, uh, I knew thee. 
before you came out of your mother's womb. I sanctified thee. And then I ordained you a prophet. Lord, have mercy unto the nations, uh, against the nations. Can I get a witness? So, so, so the first thing we see here, child of God, is we see a deliberate design that God put in time to govern our lives. There are no coincidences in Christ. Some theologians said a coincidence is when God performs a miracle and decides to remain anonymous. That's a miracle. Check it out. And when you go to the Hebrews chapter 11, the great hall of fame of faith, don't turn. Everything in it infirms an arrangement of time in the life of the faithful. Abraham, listen, Abraham was called, kaleo is the Greek word, called to go out. There was a specific time that Abraham was called from the Ur of the Chaldees. Are y'all getting this? He was called to go out. Well, wait a minute. So when God called him, God said, come on, boy, you got to get up. You got to go. And Abraham, by faith, was going, not knowing where he was going. Now, is that strange or what? And don't, 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 don't smirk because you and I were going, not knowing where we were going. God, God didn't put that on you to know where you were going. God just told, God, God just called you to go and listen, and grace took you the way God wanted you to go at a specific time, at a, at a, at a sovereign time, at a, at a purpose of time that th- this thing is deliberate. By faith, April, look, by faith, when, the word when denotes time, when Abraham was tested to offer up Isaac. By faith, when Moses came to years, he refused to be called Pharaoh's son. He rather suffer with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Lord, have mercy. By faith, by faith, no accidents but appointments. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so when you and I look at this matter of a purposeful, a purpose, a, a plan, Lord have mercy, a deliberate design, a timetable of triumph. It's right here in the book of Jeremiah. Mm. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Daniel, four teenagers who were destined to spend the rest of their life in captivity. But they were witnesses to God. And wherever God puts you, you got to operate there. Can I get a witness? God put them in Babylon. You, you got you to come to terms with your Babylon. I'm preaching up in this place. You got to come to terms wherever God puts you. You can't be where God puts you and you pray and to go somewhere else. You got to... You got to be satisfied where God puts you because he's going to get more glory out of you being where he puts you than where you want to go. Can I get a witness? In the name of Jesus, that, that the child of God, child of God, not only did God deliberately determine, listen, their design, but secondly, God deliberately determined their 
development. Now, 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 this matter of development is a systematic process towards perfection. What is perfection telling us? To be made complete. Now, let me stop, pause, and part because Colossians deals with this completion. We are not complete. We've never been complete. But when Jesus Christ enters your life and becomes Lord, teleos, his objective is to make you and I complete. Can I get a witness? And once we become complete, amen, conflict doesn't bother us. Once, once we become complete, circumstances can't budge us because we become persuaded. Are y'all getting this now? I'm trying to help you out. Amen. And, 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 so, and so, child of God, uh, turn all the way to your right to 1 Thessalonians. Come on, chapter 1, 1 Thessalonians, chapter 1. Get a Bible. Get a Bible out of the pew. Just put it back. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 1, in the name of Jesus. I bet if I told you to get on that phone to a, to a certain uh, app, you do it. But 1 Thessalonians, amen. Don't let that phone send you to hell. 1 Thessalonians. Uh, chapter 1, come on now, y'all can help me out in the name of Jesus. And, and, and here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, Paul, we see a purpose of development. And we need to be developed, don't we? We need to be discipled. We need to be developed. We need God to come into our lives and put us in some kind of structural course Amen, to help bring structure and accountability to our lives. Isn't that right? Hang in there with Pastor now. I'm coming in for a landing. First Thessalonians chapter 1. Look what, look, look what Paul says to the church at Thessalonica, which was started in Acts chapter 17 at Mars Hill. Look, look, look at chapter 1 and look at verse 2. We give thanks to God always for you making mention of you in our prayers, remembering as we pray, remembering without ceasing, here it is, your work of what? Now, faith becomes a work. You're not saved by a work. You're saved by faith, by grace through faith and nothing else. But faith becomes a work, and why do we have to have a working faith? See, see, listen, listen, when Jesus was on earth, let me, let me throw this out to you. Um, we get, uh, we get preliminary faith mixed up with a prolonging faith. Mm, I'm pausing purposely. Our initial faith is designed to bring Jesus in. Lord, I believe you died for my sins, come my life. That's an issue. That's saving faith. You can't continue to make it on saving faith. You, you got to have, listen, a faith that is worked to counter the conflict that will come in your life. Well, you ain't getting this kind of teaching nowhere else now. So when the marriage is topsy-turvy, when the children are wayward, when the health fails and the bills are due and I don't have no money, when I'm fed up, 
of living. When, when my needs are not getting met, I need a faith. I need a pistis. I need a faith on the inside that keeps on working over time. It works that thing out. Doesn't it work it out? It, it works it out because you start saying, I believe God. I believe, I believe God more than all this stuff coming up. I believe God more than my feelings. I, I believe God more than my fractures. I, I believe God. You don't need to go to Discipleship 100 to believe God. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. And you need discipleship. You don't, you don't need a Sunday school class to believe God. You don't need a marriage class to believe God. All you need is some trials and tribulations. And you will learn how to believe God. Can I get a witness? When all hell is breaking out. Can I get a, And you know what God intentionally does? God pulls back to show you just how much you believe. He already knows how much you believe because you've been bragging about how spiritual you are. But when the hell starts up, you find out that what you thought you had an A in, you got an F in. And the F is failing faith. Do I have a witness? Well, I thought I was stronger than this. I, I, I gave all them testalies in church. I, I taught 22 classes, but now Satan is bouncing me on my butt. Come on. God wants you to have that anchor faith. See, the devil can't fool with folk that have a persuaded faith. Can I get a witness? That's why James says resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You know how we resist him? By standing up with a persuaded faith. Satan, you can do whatever you want to do, but I am persuaded that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. I'm, I'm persuaded that God's going to work this thing out. I'm persuaded that he's able. I'm persuaded. And let me tell you something. This goes for the preachers too. I love my teachers. I love my preachers. But everything you preach and teach, Satan will test you in. You getting up with your little, got your little golden Bible up here. You got a 10-pound Bible in this hand. And, you know, you walk in the floor and you're telling people, you know, Lord. Satan, Satan said back, mm-hmm. Let's see, let's, let's see what she's going to do when her husband starts messing around. Let's see what he's going to do. Right? Because what Satan wants you to do is he wants you to do the same thing you tell other folk to do. Why, just rest in the Lord. Just be strong. The Lord's got your back. Well, I want to see you be strong. And they're the ones that'll cuss you out. No, I'm serious. See, I've learned in this walk. That everything I teach, Satan says, okay, we're going to check you out, Doc. But we're going to check you out without the crowd. When I get finished with you, we're going to be one-on-one. -on -one. Can I get a witness? And I'm going to let your situation get worse. I'm going to let all hell break out. I want to see. I, this is Satan talking. This ain't God. God already knows. Satan said, I want to see. What, what does Satan tell God about Job? 
Move that hedge from around them, and I'll make them cuss you to your face. Didn't he say that? Now, 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 if y'all don't go out the door or nothing else, what is your hedge today? What does God have around you that did not give Satan open an open aim at you? That's why we thank him. I'm thankful that God's got a hedge around me. I'm thankful that God didn't let Satan just rush in on me. I'm thankful that God didn't let Satan have free access to me because I would fail, I would fall, I would be fractured, I would falter. Somebody needs to preach this stuff. Can I get a, the only reason we standing up? Peter said we are kept by the power of God. I got to get out your way. Your work of faith. Then look at that, verse 3, your labor of love. Love is labor. It's hard to love some folk. Yes, it is. You got folk gonna love themselves. Come to church, 29 years, I've been here coming. I said, boy, it's a beautiful morning. Yeah, it's beautiful, but the church is cold. The heat is on. Somebody left something in the seat. And you, and you have to smile and go. You know why people are so hard to love? Because they don't love themselves. Can't please them. Labor of love. It's some people so easy to love. It's like butter melting in your mouth. It's just easy to love. Some of us, good night, Irene. Mm. 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 Check it out. Your labor <laughs> of love. How much labor do we have to employ just to love folk? Hmm. And, and, and see, we got internal problems and, and, and Preachers don't preach this. I'm a preacher to you. I'm glad it's on TV. We got all kind of problems. We got, we got hit historical fractures. We got bipolar issues. We got medicine issues. No, no, I'm serious. Come on now. We got unequal, uh, what do you call it? Chemical imbalance. Thank you, man. We got all kind of stuff going on up in here. So before you come to church, take your medicine. Don't, you know, just, just take, take your medicine at home. And by the time you get to church, you can just, and, and if you take too much, you can just go. Praise the name of Jesus. Whatever you got to do. We got some stuff, Doc. Labor. How many of y'all have felt in the last five years you had to really labor to love somebody in your family? Be honest. Oh, yeah. Labor. I ain't talking about your immediate family because they're here. You got to labor, man. And they got to labor to love you. Uh-huh. You don't raise your hand on that one. Praise the Lord. You are impossible. And so are you. 
check it out. Look at, look at this list. Don't, don't get quiet. And perseverance of hope, patience of hope. Well, what do you mean by that perseverance? Well, Paul, Paul, Paul is saying that this perseverance helps me to maintain my equilibrium. Amen. Amen. Doing the will of God, taking a licking and keep on what? Ticking! Everything is not coming back as comfort to your life. There are some things we just got to absorb. Isn't that right? Come on now, y'all can talk back to me. Some things we got to endure. Some things we got to pray about. Some things we got to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. There are some things in our lives that we don't have control over. But God gives us the wherewithal. God gives us the initiative. God gives us the power, amen, to make it through. He develops in us, amen, a power, verse 5 and 6 of the Holy Spirit, that at an appointed time, at the right time, amen, even when we're agitated, we can, we can give him thanks. We, we can thank him. We can, listen, we can have joy. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. There's a time of deliberate design, and there's a time of deliberate development. Look at Romans chapter 5, and we know, listen, tribulations brings patience. Patience brings experience, experience brings hope. And that hope is not a shame, for the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. In order for us to become more Christ-like, we got to deal with conflict. Stop trying to escape what God is allowing. Listen to pastor. Conflict is part of life. Life is not what TV presents it to be. They resolve their problems in 30 minutes. Program come on 8 o'clock, 8.30, the problem's over. That's not the way it is in your life. Your, your problems start at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, it's still going on. We, we got to learn to endure, listen, endure the hardness as a good soldier. Endure, endure, endure through the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is perfect. Endure. And, and, and we need to be honest and transparent with that. Listen, I, you know, you say, well, you know, I really am impressed about you. Well, there's some things the Lord has blessed me to do good. There's other things the Lord, I need the Lord to step in on. Don't give people the impression you got it all together. You don't have it all together. I don't have it all together. Only Jesus has it all together. Do I have a witness? And, and, and when you can be honest, see our problem in the church, folk ain't honest. When you can be honest with God and honest with yourself and honest with others, they receive you in love. Isn't that right? There is a um, design development. And then finally, let's, let's, let's move to this third phase. Right there, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, there's a deliberate deliverance. Now, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I want you to see this. In chapter 4, he just talked about the rapture. Are y'all getting this? Verse 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also 
which sleep in Jesus, God will bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remaining until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Now, people read and say, you mean I ain't going to heaven when I die? Yes, you are. You're going to heaven. Your body goes in the ground. Your spirit goes to heaven to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord. When Jesus returns to the sky, he resurrects a glorified body to meet, in, to meet with your spirit in the air. Are you getting this? Ah. But in chapter 5, he's dealing with the day of the Lord. When the Lord comes back, I got to get out your way. Look what it says. But of the times and seasons, when you see that word season, it means Jewish. There's a Jewish connection to the tribulation. Amen. But ye have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, not the Lord's day, the Lord's day is Sunday. The day of the Lord is when he's coming back to the earth. Amen. Revelation 19, so cometh as a thief in the night. Now look what, look what Paul is saying in this, this super finish, this deliverance of God. Job, Job said, and when I come forth, I'll be like pure gold. Moses opened up the Red Sea, but Joshua, thank God for Reverend uh, uh, Life of Joshua, is fighting the enemy, and the sun is going down. Joshua prayer is Lord. Let the sun. And you gotta understand what Joshua's praying. He didn't say, let the sun shine, keep shining. He said, let the time clock go back. Lord, have mercy. Stop the sun in its place so I'll have enough time to kill the enemy. This one's deep. If God stops the sun, he's got to first stop the whole universe. So while the boy was praying, God told the universe, you're on hold. And the sun stayed up. Till he killed the enemies, then it got dark. Can I get a witness? He calls it a sundial. I do I have a witness that 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 God will do some miraculous things when you believe that He is, and He is a reward of them that diligently seek Him. Can I get a witness? Look, 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 look at five four. He's talking about you are not in darkness. That that day should take you as a thief. What day? The day of the Lord. We ain't going to be here. Oh, man, Pastor, uh, do you think the 666, the Antichrist is here? I, I don't know. I ain't here. I'm gone, Doc. If you wake up and the Antichrist is here, you in trouble, Doc. And, and, and listen, church going to still be going on. They're going to still be dancing up and down the aisle. Tamarining, ministers gonna still be in their place. I don't know which ones. But if you're sitting out there saying, Well, where's the pastor? I said, Pastor, the pa pastor's left. Can I get a witness? Tribulation, 70th week of Daniel, the week of desolation. The church is on a timeout. 
And when Jesus comes back, he's coming back for a church without spot or He's coming back to receive those who are truly born again. And the reason we will not witness on our jobs, the reason we will not witness in the streets is because we are ashamed to tell a dying culture that without Christ you're going to hell. You must be born again. You must be blood washed and blood bought. It's not personal. Jesus died for your sins. But you got to ask him to come in believing he died and was buried and rose again the third day. That's the good news. The good news is somebody took my place. Somebody died in my place. Somebody, somebody went to hell for me. Somebody shed his blood for me. Do I have a witness? And God said, and when I see the blood, the righteous blood, the right kind of blood, I'll pass over. I'll finish. Our fractures. Our faith. It's all right here. Caution. The clock is ticking. The time, I'm coming in, Tony. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. The word endure is meno in the Greek, M-E-N-O, or hupomeno, which means they will not abide with truth. They don't want it. They want preachers to tickle their ears. Can I get a witness? Uh, they, 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 they want you to apostatize. They want teachers and preachers to tickle your ears with a lie. Can I get a witness? No, no, they will not endure. They will not abide. And then Paul says, perilous times shall come when men will be lovers of themselves more uh -huh, than lovers of God, having a form of godliness religion with no relationship. Uh, do I have a witness? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul said, uh-huh, as I come to a close, when his life was coming to an end, Paul said, the time of my departure has come. I fought a good fight. I finished my course, and I kept the faith. Now there's laid up to me, for me, a crown of righteousness. Amen. The Lord wants you to know, caution. The clock is ticking. Listen to me. You could have got locked up and went to jail for years. You could have been strung out on drugs for years. You could have devastated your marriage and family for years. And you go to the Lord in humble humility. And the Lord will forgive you and the Lord will restore you. Can I get a witness? But the one thing you can't get back is time. You can't get the time back. Do I have a witness? You can't get the time back. I've wasted time in my life. I've messed up time in my life. I've mismanaged time in my life. And I can't get the time back. Can I get a witness? And, 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 that, and that's why Paul had the mindset he had. Paul said, I must do the will of God who called me because Paul said, I wasted all this time in Judaism. I need to now put my plow to the ground. Time is running out. 
Time is of the essence. Time, the time is now. Give God your life and your times, and God will bless you. You can't go back and make up time, but you can repent. And at this point, choose the right thing. And God will take the time you have left and make it the best time of your life. Let's stay on our feet. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here today and you want to be saved, you want Jesus to come into your life, Son of God and God the Son. He died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 5. If you want to be saved, just raise your hand. Be honest with God. I want to give my life to Jesus. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Is there one? God bless. If your hand are raised, come on up. Come on up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. There you go. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How are you? Oh. Come on, baby. Come on. Praise Jesus. Thanks for coming. Honey. Is there another? Just come on up. If you want to join the church in a Christian experience, come on up. Come on. Come on. Praise Jesus. Thank you, brother. There another balcony. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that's within me. Bless you, man. Bless you. Man. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. It's, it's well. It's well. It's well. Stand right here. It's well. Is there another? Is there another? Is there another? Just, just step out. Come on, come on, come on. Step out. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. Is there one? Is there another? Hold on, before, before they start singing. Praise Jesus. Come on. Somebody else coming? Oh, yeah. Come on, brother. Bless the Lord. Amen. Is there another? If I don't teach you anything else, we're not here to entertain. We're here to exalt and edify. Can I get a witness? This whole entertainment industry is going to hell. They got to be saved. Amen? We want you to know the truth, and the truth is going to set you free. Is there another? Praise Jesus for the souls that have come. Praise God for all of you. Now, before I ask all of you, and thank you again. Boy, y'all in the first, y'all in the first and second quarter. You're in the first quarter. Y'all got a lot of time. All right, brother. You. How, how old are you? All right. Praise Jesus. All right, brother. We thank God for you. All right. Follow the ministers. Now, brother just shared with me that he's a veteran, he's got cirrhosis of the liver, cancer, and the Lord just saved him. Praise God. The Lord just saved him. Praise God. Praise God. 
crazy. Well, <clears throat> I'm in the fourth quarter. Game's almost over. Y'all ain't got to look at me funny. Most of y'all in the first 20 rows in the fourth quarter. God bless you. But here, 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 here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Be careful how you use the rest of your time. Because listen to pastor. If you go out here continuing in sin, you're going to reap in time what you serve. God's not going to bless you. Let God bless you because you have committed the rest of your time to do the will of God. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for these thy people. And thank you for a clear message on time. The clock is ticking. Thank you for the souls that were saved. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Redirect our priorities, our interests, and give us a sense of a ticking clock that's running out. Help us to use time to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, change your time. We love you.